All right, we are coming live. Trust the process podcast with one of the co-champions, Brendan Proper. What's up, Brent? Not much. I'm glad to be here. Looking forward to the opening of the season tomorrow. Um, and yeah, just happy to have the draft behind us, have some uh, nightly and morning entertainment to just see what's going on in the rosters. How are you doing? I'm great. We had some fun in that Zoom on Friday night. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to hear from you. Your mic wasn't working. So the mic wasn't working. <laughs> I think this is going to be a pretty popping podcast as we go back through that draft. Um, what was your uh, beverage of choice, your snack of choice during those trying hours? Uh, well, number one was the uh, the Sloop Juice Bomb. Um, that's that's a, a beer of choice lately. You can get it at TJ's, Trader Joe's, or you can get it really in any, I don't know, any good beer store. But um, yeah, a little I- IPA action. And, you know, it was a... It was a fun time. I had a great time. And too bad my microphone wasn't working because there were a few times I definitely wanted to chime in. But uh, maybe it helped me focus a little more. What, what, what were you drinking? I wasn't drinking. I ran uh, I... before the draft to level me out. Um, then I talked to Madassi before the draft and heard how prepped he was. And my anxiety levels went back up. But, uh, <laughs> this... I, had a, I had a blast. Um, I took a totally different strategy this year. We'll get to it. Uh, you were telling me that you sort of developed um, some new analytical platform that helped you draft and that's good that you're going to use as you are uh, reviewing these teams. Yeah. So um, something new for this year, I, I actually did change up my strategy a little bit. I, um, I used some, some spreadsheets. I, I, I don't mean to be the spreadsheet guy. I guess I'm, I'm not that guy, but um, I, I tried to, put together a little bit of a calculation it's a it's a little bit of a test for this year but um i I tried to calculate a system that would be able to identify values or busts um, or overvalues in um in an auction draft it's definitely you know it's it's in uh, the beta format but i'm really interested to see how it ends up this season and i have to say I did a little bit of research before that, you know, and we know, we know these guys, we, we know most of these players and um, what was, what, what made me feel good was that a lot of the guys I thought were, you know, values already were popping up at um, on this, on this algorithm. So yeah, we'll use it a little bit. Um, I'll mention it and, you know, we can all hold me accountable at the end of the season if, if it worked or not, um, depending on this pod. I love it. Um, I was talking to one of our uh, friends earlier and he was telling me that he's not in this league, and he was saying that this league is hands down the most competitive, interesting league. Um, and it's it sort of says it right there with the fact that people got different formats that you, they're using to draft. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate that. Oh yeah, and and we're all trying different things too. I mean, we're we're gonna get into it, but I have to just call out. I know that that um, Tully did the same thing he did last year. I I, I saw it coming. And even as the draft was was happening, and um, it was uh, interesting to see how how it worked out, and you know, the only the season will tell. Yeah, so I want to start with your team. Okay. Um, you were sort of one of four teams, yourself, myself, Matt, and Ben, that loaded up heavy with uh, four superstars or four higher uh, higher auction value picks. I won't declare them superstars. You spent $162 on those four, Shy, Curry, Tatum, and uh, Nurkic. Was that what you wanted? Uh, so um, I, I went into this draft with a bunch of guys I liked, right? Just names that I was like, these guys I think are going to outperform um, their like ADP or I guess uh, their auction value. And um, I had no plans to draft – Let's. I'm, I'm gonna just Steph or Jason Tatum. Um, those were guys that I couldn't imagine going below fifty dollars, and I got them because I was just like, oh, like this needs to be like driven up a little bit. Let me drive up the price a little bit, and I got them, and I was like, okay, great. <laughs> so, um, for Tatum and Curry for sure, and then for for Shea, I I, I got them for forty one. Um, I do think total value play point guard, shooting guard eligible. 
Um, I, I don't know. His 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 ceiling is sky high, or his ceiling is the roof. I think, as our league would say. Um, and then Nurkic was definitely a guy I liked. I think I I, I do want to point out that last season, um, I was doing pretty well in the first round of the playoffs against Max. Uh, in no way guaranteed win. It was definitely going to be a hard fought um, battle, uh, the first round, but. I did pick up Nurkic to be on my IR for the playoffs and he was coming back that Sunday. And if he did anything like he did in the bubble, I, I think I might've had a championship team last year. I mean, I just want to point that out. So I'm, I was feeling good with Nurkic. Um, and, and he was, he was someone that I thought would out, outperform his ADP. Yeah. You have an exciting core right there. And as I look down your roster, a couple other um, picks that sort of stood out to me, we're Wiggins for 13, Markinen for five, and then Rozier for one. Um, those have all been some frustrating guys to own in fantasy over the years, but they also have that um, upside. You're looking, you're looking into a little bit of uh, ebbs and flows with these three. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a little bit to this, right? So, um, so Wiggins, Markinen, and Rozier – um, they, you're, you're right. They, they could definitely be frustrating guys. Markinen last year, I spent like $30 on. So I thought $5 was well worth the risk again. New coach, same team. So, you know, I, I thought maybe I'd be able to pull off a, a sneaky play there. But looking back at my team last year, and, and I don't know what to, what to extrapolate from this like fact, but my team went from the draft was not very good. I didn't. I didn't keep like half the players. At least probably five players that I drafted out of the twelve were were garbage. Um, so I I thought that you know going with a little bit of a heavier four like you had mentioned, and then taking some risks on guys that can do well. I I I do personally think that Wiggins is going to outperform um, the thirteen. I I I think with with uh, Clay out. He's he's just going to be quality. He's not like a great basketball player, but he he'll put up some stats. Marketing, I have a weak spot for. And Ro- Rozier, uh, I don't want to go too far into my thoughts on Rozier because it might give away some some strategy. But he um he's he's not that great at basketball. <laughs> I just think he might be able to help me out in fantasy for a bit. There it is. Yeah. I mean, Rashawn Holmes has had a pretty uh, uptick in performance this preseason as well and then you got boogie cousins who knows what's going to come of that well last thing if we want to just round out the conversation so like yeah cousins who knows but six bucks for a potential uh 35 pointer right i, I think well worth 35 points for six bucks um i don't think he's gonna go too much higher because i don't think they're gonna like run him into the ground and if they do that's worse because maybe i'll get a bunch of points in the beginning and then just have to drop him but um richardson i think is a is also just like you know, a little undervalued after being like squeezed last year in Philly. Holmes, one dollar for Rishon Holmes is because they got Hassan Whiteside. I have no idea who's going to really be better, but I think Holmes was coming on last year, and now they have Whiteside as as his competition. So, you know, worth a risk at one dollar. Otto Porter Jr. also just a um, a guy who can really do. He he can play. He's a lot. He's a lot to to um, prove too. So I, I don't know. I think I like guys who have something to prove. And that's what a lot of my cheap guys have. And then I thought my top four are just, you know, guys I like. They're guys I like. So you mentioned something there that Madassi mentioned after the draft. And we'll go to his team right now. Um, All right. Madassi was another one of those people um, who drafted top heavy. And at the end of the draft in the Zoom debrief before I had a feel, he was mentioning that he has the rest of the season to figure out his bench and um, his – the rest, the remainder of his lineup outside of those four. Um, so what do you think about Madassi's um, draft and draft strategy? Yeah, so I, I quickly just went to look up at least um, Harden and Anthony Davis values according to um, the Propolitics. And um, he nailed it with Harden and Davis. Those guys are worth more than $58, $64 for sure. Um, and then, um, as far as Ingram and holiday, you know, it depends what you think of them. They did go for 31 and 32. I, I, let me, let me quickly check what we got going on here. But, um, I think overall draft strategy, figuring out your, um, figuring out your, your bench is something you're going to do. I, I think it's actually kind of funny looking at who 
has already dropped someone that they spent more than one dollar. Right? Isn't that hysterical? Like, why would you drop someone immediately if you're going to spend more than one dollar on them in the draft? I think we should. I, I think that the strategy to go for is just not, you know, not to do that, not to spend more than one dollar on someone you're going to drop right away. But um, <laughs> that's just something. I think looking at my sheet um, looks like uh, Ingram was a value. I have him listed as a spot on value, actually. $31 was just about exactly as I, I predicted he would go. Um, and let's see, Holiday. I had Holiday going for 26 and not really even being that much worth 26. And he went for 32. So a little overpriced, but you know, it's guys you like, right? At that point, you kind of go with everyone you like. Um, his, his, any I'm, any, any yeah. value picks that stand out to you? So let me double check. One definitely stands out, um, but let me just make sure he's actually value at the price. I liked uh, I liked his picks of Wiseman and OG for two bucks each. Yeah, I, I know OG just signed a big contract extension today. He's a team player out there in Toronto. You never know. I think just a flyer for two bucks was fun. And then James Wiseman's an exciting guy. We didn't have any expensive rookies this year. Zion last year. Zion um, went to Fergie for 41 the year before. He was the highest-priced rookie. This year, LaMelo Ball for 10 was the highest to Tom. So James Wiseman for two. That could be exciting to just ride out for a couple. 100%. And big men are value in our league. You know, like we all know that. Uh, centers get points. I have points, at least. Points. Um, and Wiseman's likely going to start. I think rookies were were horrifying this year. Like, I, I, I wasn't going to touch any of them. But – that's probably <laughs> I think a lot of us probably thought that that's why he got um, Anthony Edwards also for a buck. So like he's he's taking flyers after his his big four. Um, and then, you know, I actually thought the biggest value I was going to say was was maybe Marvin Bagley at six bucks. So um, do you do you have in front of you what he went for last year? Because six bucks is he has the potential to way, way outperform six dollars. And yet he if he's if he's well i'm gonna say i bet people spent six dollars on people they're gonna drop within the first couple weeks marvin marvin went for 26 bucks last year so he got him on the clearance rack exactly i think that's 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 a that's a worthwhile move when you have a similar maybe philosophy as me and matt where um if you're if you're willing to put the time in on the waiver then you you know the the draft you're trying to get your studs so matt went in heavier than I did. He went in for 185 for his big four. I went in for 180. So let's look at mine. Uh, I'm the third out of the four teams to really take that big four approach. I spent 180 bucks up front on Giannis, Sabonis, Drummond, and Ja. I had $20 to play with for the other eight. I had to sit there like Medassi for a while and hear Marone. And here, Tully, keep reminding us that we only had four players on our team. But I think I got a pretty good four. And then I'm willing to work for the rest. I think you've got a pretty good four. Yeah. So um, just going into kind of what I what I had the, the numbers on. Um, Giannis, I had him not only at $79, but I had him actually as a value at $79, which is steeper than I, I was willing to pay. Like that would have, that would have kind of fucked up my whole strategy, but um, I don't think 76 was overpaying for Giannis. I, I, I think he was worth $76, uh, which could get some slack. You know, I, I think some people might disagree with spending that much on anyone, but I don't, I, I think that guy is, is a monster. I think he's going to put up as good of numbers, if not better than last year. I don't understand. Um, he, he's, he's great. Um, I think you owe you, you got an incredibly good deal on Sabonis. Um, Sabonis should have gone for more than $34, no doubt in my mind. Um, so I think right off the bat, you've got the right price on Giannis. You got Sabonis for actually like a $10 discount about, which then adds, adds up, right? $10. Actually, you got Dejunta Murray on ten, for $10. Um, so if you got him for $10, you couldn't even have afforded him if you paid the right price for Sabonis, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Ja, you nailed it right on right on what I thought. So, you know, no one got that right or wrong. Um, and then Drummond, I wasn't lying in the chat. I thought he was a fifty point I know fifty dollar player. Um, I wasn't not well, I wasn't messing around. I actually think you got a great deal on him too. So I think you're gonna be able to put up massive points with your starting lineup. Um 
And then you have to play the wire. The wire. I think everyone, you know, everyone's gonna have to play the wire, except for actually, there are, like you mentioned, like Marone and Tully. When we get to them, they might not have to play the wire as much. But um, is their upside as high? I, I, I question that. I'm not sure. The but, uh, yeah. the thing with Drummond, if you look, I picked I picked Giannis. He went up first. I took him. I waited 25 picks. Picked Sabonis 26. Picked Morant uh, Morant 29th. And I was planning on sitting on a couple bucks right there. And then I saw Drummond going for less than I had him. He went for 47 last year. I should have, I regretted not going in for uh, Vucevic, who went for 33, because I think that those two are pretty comparable. But then once I made that, I was okay with it. I was okay with adding Drummond to my squad, absolutely. But then I had to sit out 57 picks, and those were some pretty enticing players going for that, and I only had 20 bucks to play with. And seeing that little thing say max bid reached, devastating. Devastating. It's such a heartbreak. When that first happened to me, I was probably on like Jalen Brown or something when I was like, oh, fuck, can't buy Jalen Brown. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, that's tough. And I think like, you know, um, you know, to, to maybe give you a little criticism, like I, I do think I'm a big DeJunta fan. I do think $10, you know, it's it's a little questionable of whether he's worth 10 bucks and I think you might have been itching for a player that you, that fits your team, right? He's your shooting guard. He fits. He rounds out your starting lineup with point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Um, and ten dollars is a discount on that, like a starting point guard, shooting guard. Um, but I mean, you you went heavy in the, in the in the front. You you will have to play the wire. Like this team is not going to take you to the championship as it is. But I don't see any teams that will. Like uh, so, it's not really a knock on you. Um, is there any anyone you got on your team that you thought was a huge deal? Uh, not a huge deal. Um, I think I got pretty good value. I was looking into building a big three, like I sort of said, and then that drumming came. So I was like, all right, we'll we'll do a four and some you know stars and scrubs. Instead, it sort of uh, threw me off in the middle of the draft, but that's sort of what I like about the auction. You know, you come in yeah. with a plan and then it doesn't necessarily work out. I'm excited about uh, Brandon Clark. I liked watching him last year. He would come in often as Jaron Jackson was in foul trouble and he's just, he's a hustler, um, an exciting yeah. kid. So I liked him. And then I, I picked all of the guys on my bench because I think they're scrappy and let's see what happens. You know, we, we start tomorrow. Yeah, scrappy. Um, I want to say one value I thought you nailed was Marcus Smart for $2. Um, I don't see how he – there's no way he doesn't out- outperform $2. Um, he's the starting shooting guard on the Celtics, and they don't have Gordon Hayward anymore. I they mean, don't have Gordon Hayward and Kemba's hurt for a while. So Exactly. Great value. And actually, JJJ's out too, so at least yeah. in the beginning, Brendan Clark sure would be good. I'm sure that's part of the plan for you to go heavy in on Tatum. You know? Yeah, and something something for you, I think, thinking back to your team last year, it's just coming to me, um, having Paul George start with injury, uh, it looks like you avoided the injury bug at the draft this year. Yeah, thank God. I, I told you that. <laughs> I, I made reference to it last time. I went like I went shopping at TJ Maxx on a bunch of clearance guys last year. Like, you know, Victor Oladipo, PG. I, I hit, like, Sabonis, but, like, I sort of took that strategy last year. If I, I'm looking, my first pick last year was 28. So I sat on that pot of gold like Tully did this year. And then, you know, you sort of have a little bit more money in the middle rounds, but it was just a little bit frustrating to, to manage that, like you said, where you have a lot of depth, but you don't necessarily have like those standout guys to pull you through on a nightly basis. Yeah, and honestly, the value, like the points – costs more per for draft dollar at the top of the draft because those guys i guess whatever it is they just is so much more valuable um where you can pick up a 27 point average player or 26 and you you're you, you don't want to end up spending like 20 dollars in the draft for a 30 pointer when you're only getting four more points per game when you spend 20 more dollars than that on a for like 50 bucks on like a person who's going to average 50 points or 45 points it's just um it, it's it's a, it's a tough balance because that's why the auction like you were saying is so great we, we we don't know what everyone else is going to do and who they're going to value um i have to say though i didn't get through the whole league with with kind of comparing them to my um, draft strategy uh but i i do think that our league and this is no surprise we're all smart right we all know the players 
my I need to I need to tweak my algorithm for next year to take into consideration that you guys just know what you're doing. I need to add more points to the guys, um, or add more you know value to the guys that are um, that are going to be drafted for higher. Yeah. All right, so let's look at the last team to sort of build that big four. We have a couple um, that others that we'll mention, but in this realm of spending big dollars for four, Ben uh, spent 183 combined draft dollars between Luca, Trey, Gobert, and Bam. Pulling them up. Um, so Luca for 75. I think it's important to just like. I, I really do think my my algorithm at least nailed the, the starters, like the the big time, like top twenty players. Um, and Luca, I had seventy eight dollars. I had him as a value, um, so I, I think that he could have even been a bigger value than Giannis. We'll, we'll see how he does. Um, he was a little cheaper, but he also you know could just put up the same amount of money, uh, the same amount of uh, points. But that does come down to a different strategy than what I really do like $75 as much as I think he's worth that much. Um, it is tough to build a team around that. And I think to what Marone was saying in the last pod, um, we, uh, the seven players, I don't know how much he went into this necessarily, but the set having seven starters definitely makes it less top heavy and more of a, a full team. Um, but then, then again, Trey young for 44, how do you, how do you really like, um, make that 31, 31 draft dollars between Trey Young and Donkic. And and how, how much do you, Kevin, how much do you think that they're going to end up differently in points per game? Oh, they're going to be damn close. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, 30. Luka, Luka's a walking triple-double. Trey's a walking double-double. So yeah, people, maybe a matter are... of 10 points for 31 draft dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. You're right. Yeah, Ru- Rudy Gobert is $30. So he, it's it's a Trey Young and Rudy Gobert combined on the same team. This is for teabagging. Um, Thirty Rudy Gobert and Trey Young combined for Doncic. Like, I I don't I would do that trade probably in in the regular season. And like that's the trade you're making in this draft. But you can't. It's not a perfect like comparison because you can't really. Um, you know I, that's what's so great about the auction. We really don't know what's going on. As far as his team though, Doncic, Trey Young, Adebayo, and, and Gobert. I'm not gonna lie. I've tried to trade for Adebayo since the draft, um, <laughs> and and um, so did and I. Yeah. yeah, you did too. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he's he's a, he's a great player. I mean, we can't really knock that. And then um, I don't know. I guess his top four, I think, are strong. Uh, I, I think I I hesitate to say, but could could see them being compared to be better than my big four. Um, they're more expensive though. That that's higher price than what I paid for my big four. I'm pretty sure. But do you have those numbers in front of you? Yeah, you paid 162. He paid 183. So you had that 21 bucks, which got you Wiggins, Markinen, and then some. That that's see that's a big difference, I think. But see, um, I don't know. I, I do think that I I really took Marone's podcast like when, when he talked to Matt. I, I took it to heart. Um, I I do still think that the six players is more fair. But I think the seven players is fun. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's not fun. I just think it's it's a different strategy, and I I think this could hurt. I think this could hurt Ben, and maybe that's what Ben's looking for with Gobert with a potential Gobert trade is uh getting two guys that that could kind of round out the full lineup because then you, you get below this right. So healed gonna outperform four dollars likely. Bogdan Bogdanovich could do nothing. Bojan Bogdanovich. Also, you know, that's a crowded team on Atlanta, so we'll see how that goes. Or I might have mixed the two up, but he has both of them, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> do you know the difference? No, I, I don't, and I couldn't believe that they're not related. I think Bojan is the one on Atlanta, and Bojan is the one on Utah, but I, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know, a bunch of $1 guys. It must have hurt. I, I've been that guy in the draft when you have that you can't bid more than $1. That's that's tough. That's a tough position to be. He had a sit. He had a sit from pick one twelve to the end of the draft. So the last thirty picks, he was sitting. He picked up five dollar players in that time. But to what you're saying, that's a long time to sit. I sort of had something similar. It's it's uh it's a bit frustrating. It's really tough. I mean, I barely had to sit, and it was still frustrating for me to watch like players go five dollars more than I can pay for them. But then. You know, I tried to remind myself I, I didn't want to pay $5 for them anyway. Yeah, towards we'll the see. end. Right, you're right, you're right. So, yeah. Um, um, so biggest steal, like, though, 
That was biggest like, deal on Ben's team. Oh yeah, sorry. Dan- go ahead. Daniel Thice. Daniel Thice. I he was. I'm not gonna hide it because he was a guy I had last year, and I was gonna ride him to the fucking championship. Um, I think that Daniel Tice was was. Uh, I don't know how he's gonna be this year with Tristan Thompson, but I think Daniel Tice is a really underrated basketball player. Just gonna throw that out there. Hey, he's playing on that Boston shorthanded team too, so we'll see. Yeah, so, he can do it all. So that was sort of like the tier one of that draft strategy of stars and scrubs. Um, there's a lot of other strategies I want to get into, but Reardon's sort of like that tier two because he invested heavily in four players for 140 bucks, so not quite as expensive as the four that the four aforementioned. Um, but he spent a fair amount of money on that. And he took four point guards, three of who, three of whom are point guard only. And Jamal Murray is the only dual eligible. Yeah. Um, so I guess at that point we would, we would call Jamal Murray a, a shooting guard for him, even though it def- like optics wise, I don't know, not the best distribution of, uh, of talent, but you know, he, he even said after the draft, he was like, Hey, we have two utils. I'm going for points, and like that, that those are points, right? Damian yeah. Lillard and Simmons, at least, are are definitely big time players. I have both of them um, above the fifty five dollar mark in, that they should have gone for. I mean, Damian Lillard has been in the MVP candidate discussion. I don't know how he goes for fifty. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a little, excuse me, I'm a little confused with um with how like Doncic and Giannis go for twenty six dollars more than Damian Lillard and, and it's just like it's um I think it shows a difference in our in our league where there were probably three of our owners um that were willing to spend 70 plus dollars on someone and there were probably then there's there's probably everyone else that is not no matter what not going to spend more than 70 dollars on anyone right right I think you're right and when you do look at those um the point differences between Dame and uh, Doncic and Dame and Giannis, it's probably not going to be $25 worth of auction value for sure. Um, I, I messed up there a little bit. Of Mike's big four, it's not really J- John Wall. I had that because he picked him earlier. He had four point guards to start. That's where my confusion was. But yep, yep. he spent more money on Christian Wood who obviously came into Houston last year, um, a blaze. He did really well. So he was in that package with Murray Simmons and Lillard. And I do like that. I do like that, Mike. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, I mean, would another player, I have to say, I was, I was going to ride, I was riding him in the playoffs, right? I I rode him into the playoffs and I was going to ride him hopefully to the championship last year. He, um, breakout guy my best pickup of the year last year like really really set my team up um but you know 22 bucks is 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 not nothing right like there are quality players that go for 22 bucks so it's it's if you believe in the the upside um i did i took demarcus cousins for six six dollars yeah and then you have his 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 um like his what a backcourt mate uh front court mate with um with for twenty two dollars, I I mean, Christian Wood is younger and and more like a higher ceiling at this time in his career, but um, I, I guess a lot of what I go for is value, right? And I think comparing the two, um, I don't know if he's that much better, but you know it is what your team needs to. I I think just even moving on past the top four, I do think that John Wall was going to be a value in this league, and then fifteen dollars made him uh pretty much what he like should have cost, um. Big fan though of Al Horford. Uh, it seems like everyone was. It, it, he got up to eleven dollars. I had him. You know, I thought he was going to go much lower than that, but um, I think he's worth eleven dollars. So, you know, Mike. Mike has a bunch of guys that are pretty good. I don't really, and this is where I think the draft is made or, bro- or broken. But even contradicting myself from earlier in this pod, um, his his end of the draft guys. I don't believe believe it i don't believe in any of them. like what, what do you think of michael porter yeah team? i mean he's exciting you know like denver loves him they uh they definitely have him posted all around the city on billboards i think i i liked it i thought that michael porter jr i know a lot of us were chatting hassan whiteside for only seven bucks um i mean por- the thing about porter jr 
is that that Denver team is pretty deep. Um, so it's a matter of like making his minutes count, rewarding with points. And we haven't seen that yet, but I, I mean, 13 bucks is more steep um, than I was willing to pay. I know that like the whole Hassan Whiteside for me was actually a steal. When you look at value, um, I like Whiteside. We know that he's a beast on the boards uh, playing in Sacramento alongside like, you know, healed and Fox. We'll see what happens there. But, and then Al Horford, like you mentioned, going to Oklahoma city and being the big man there, you know, Marone calls him big gay Al, but I think that uh, he, he's, he's a solid pick in that spot. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty happy guy. Uh, the nickname sticks. Um, I think Porter jr. Um, is, is someone that that's someone I think Mike obviously felt strongly about. He obviously didn't feel strongly about Carmelo Anthony since he dropped him already, but only paid a dollar for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Mike's team came out, you know, exciting and, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. I like to just take a, take a quick, like uh, a zoom out of looking just at his draft strategy. So you had mentioned this earlier, but 50, 45, then a drop off to $30 and then $22. And then I think he did a great job of buying up that like middle round where he got after getting those, those big, those pretty big prices. He got a 15 and 11 and a 13 um, really great. In my opinion, um, draft distribution. And, for, so, and then he only had to buy th- four guys for cheap where he, only four guys were under $10 or five guys were under $10, but one of them was Hassan Whiteside, which I think has a high upside. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think he spent his money on guys that he's going to keep and then he's going to drop and rotate the rest. It's, I mean, it's exciting. He's also got some depth to work with at point guard if people are in need of that. Um, so that, that yeah, will absolutely. Last question for you on, on his team. What do you think of Horton Tucker? You know, we, I was joking with Matt, because if you're following uh, preseason basketball box scores at all, he looks like, you know, a total stud. But it's preseason basketball. I also saw he's pretty deep in uh, to coming off the bench. He's just a fun flyer to have there. But, uh, you know, I think it was like a familiar name at the end of the draft I otherwise wouldn't have known about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun. He's, he's a fun story. And um, I think the, the funny, the, the, uh, what I think is the most fun part of his story is that LeBron supposedly, like, almost recruited him at a high school or something. Like, said that he was, just, like, one of the best high school players he's seen. Whatever it is, um, I think a uh, good story. We'll see, we'll see if he's any good. Um, but he's, he, he might push Kuzma out of Laker, Laker Town. I think that could happen. Didn't Kuzma just resign, though? Um, did he? And and that also, I don't think that means anything. That's true. That's so NBA. true. Yeah. Like uh, the the whole uh, Blake Griffin in in Los Angeles Clippers land when he just signed and immediately he got traded. I think like that just shows that they're assets, right? They're 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 contracts to be traded and you know um, moved around. Kuzma Kuzma got a three year forty mil deal, so he's movable. Some team would take a flyer on him. But maybe yeah, oh, yeah that, that's could be, that could be exciting. So I don't know how long how long he'll ride Mike's bench before he starts riding the waiver wire. But uh, we'll keep our eyes on him. Yeah, maybe he drops him right before he breaks out, and I pick him up. But just possibly. All right, let's look at high flying Donnie McBean, Marone's team. Donnie McBean. So I was able to go through most of his team, um, just comparing it to uh, like the whatever the numbers that I put together, and um, and I I didn't do the whole league, but I would have to say, based off of just looking at Bro's team, I think his team was by far the most in line with my analytics of any team, by including my own. It, he. He like drafted who the team like I wanted. He hacked to into the, the server, moment. Brendan. He hacked into the he server. Hacked. He knew what he was doing. He, I mean, honestly, I think one of the biggest steals, if not the biggest steal in the whole entire draft, was Carl Anthony Downs for fifty two dollars. That's like when when I mean two years ago or something when Russell Westbrook went for like fifty dollars and he ended up putting like up like the fourth most in the league. Um, Carl Anthony Towns it could put up the fourth most points in the league. 
I, I, I just don't see how he could only go for $52. That's actually insane. And um, we're all going to be biting or, or kicking ourselves when, when Marone's good again and fucking we all look stupid. Um, in addition to that, I think DeAndre Eaton, um, I thought he was a value at 37 and he went for 35. So just an even better value. And then the rest of his team is all just discount, all discount players. It's like, Marone, I I could probably tell you what Marone's like strategy was or what his board looked like. He made a list of players he thought was good. They happened to be the same list I put together, and then he just bought them for under twenty dollars. Yeah, I mean he he had some snags there. Uh, he was he also took a cat uh, last year when he drafted him last year. He paid fifty seven for him, so I'm sure he was pretty excited if he went in knowing he wanted him again that he was getting him on a break. Um, yeah. coming off of what, when was the last time Carl Anthony Towns played basketball nine months ago? Like, I guess he so, wasn't right? in the bubble. Uh, um, no, and then no. DeAndre Ayton, even though he has a performance enhancing drug problem, still a solid pick right there. Uh, I mean, if you're not cheating, are you trying? I, yeah, right. I thought Ayton, I thought Ayton and Gobert were comparable. That was one note that I had. Um, he paid 35 for Ayton. Gobert went for thirty. I also had Nurk, so Nurk right above, uh, right below that tier, and you paid twenty-seven for Nurk. But Aiden, you know, he's got some bigs, and then Julius Randle for ten dollars. If I had any money, um, I would have gone in on him. But ten dollars, like coming off of a year last year, where did I have him? Um, oh God. This is like a Mike Francesa moment, right? Here. Did did you have you had him? No, last no, no. Year? I didn't have him last year, but last year he went for thirty eight bucks. Really? So, See, it's a little more crowded this year. There's like talk of him being traded. There's definitely the Obi Wan. But our league though has a lot to do with how you start, right? And like you want to have players that start off the season yeah. fast and like and great. And really, Randall's in a good place to do that for ten bucks. 10 bucks a great flyer. I just think just to go back to Aiton for a second, he is much more offensively polished than Rudy Gobert. And I just like, that's a big, big, big difference to me. Um, and I think that Aiton could, could put up, you know, like 24 points a game, like real points. And Gobert is never going to put up that much. I, I just don't think that's not, I think that's just a, a big difference where you can have a, like a plus minus, of of seven to ten points per game, um, just based off of the offensive output. Marone also assembled the Indiana backcourt. We got Brogdon and Oladipo. That's uh, that's cool. I mean, if Indiana's having a good night, he's going to benefit. Yeah, that's that's tough owning like two players that play the same position on the same team. But um, great, they're good players. Also, yeah, I, I, I would have. You could have a trade up his sleeve. Uh, Aaron Gordon. I was super frustrated as an Aaron Goner. Aaron Gordon owner a couple of years ago um, told myself coming in, Lori Markinen, Aaron Gordon, not touching them. They could have breakout <laughs> years. I just can't deal with the ebbs and flows. Um, but then his last couple picks there, he finished early. He finished at pick 99. Um, but his last couple picks, he had money to spend. He had $39 with three positions to fill. He got Lonzo, Jalen Brown, who I thought he paid a little bit more for. But honestly, he had the money to burn, so whatever. Same thing with Fultz. Yeah, burn. He burned money at the end there, and I guess got the players he wanted. He, he he's there's no hiding. He's into Jalen Brown and Marco Fultz. Um, I think it was Sully that said that he was going to overpay for Brown, so he might have dro- drove up that market a little bit. Um, but then you know, like Delon Wright for four bucks, he already dropped him. But then again, like uh, four bucks, four bucks in his draft. Um, didn't really matter as much if he got the guys he wanted. And it, it seems like he might have just gotten those guys. I, I would have aimed a little higher on, like, the third best player. Um, but he just has so many players that could produce. He, he He's likely going to hit, a like, a couple lottery tickets and, um, and have a top four, even though it doesn't look like it from the auction price. Yeah, I mean, Marone took that strategy of sort of playing it out um... – a little bit more aggressively than Tully because he has that bona fide superstar in Cat. But let's segue over to Tully's team. Tully, uh, you know, spread his money out in a fashion similar to last year, you said, and a strategy that I did last year. And um, I told myself going in, I was not doing that. I was buying early and often. Um, But then Pat sat on it. His first pick was at 27 and he wrapped up first at 92nd. 
Yeah, I mean, it was the draft strategy that he did last year, and it worked for him. So there was like no surprises that he went with the same exact draft strategy. Um, a couple people. So I think what what he did was he, he identified players that he thought were going for value, and then decided that he would overpay for them. I, I think that's just like these are all guys that were you know undervalued in ESPN ranks, and then I think hit their value in this in this um, draft. But he, you know, he. He lacks that that stud um, that really makes you think like, oh, I have um, James Harden going tonight, so and, and Anthony Davis. So it doesn't even matter who the other five guys I put out there, as long as they put up like twenty six. Um, when you know he's gonna need his his guys to put up their like thirty seven to forty two, like every time. Um, like John Collins, he was such a, a discount on the ESPN rankings, but I think he was listed as like eighteen points. Uh, or eighteen dollars, and um, he went for twenty six, which I think is pretty realistic. So I think you know I, I don't think Pat actually got too many deals, but he got players that he probably feels good about, and um, he's definitely deep, right? Like two of these guys get hurt, and he's still he's still a strong team. He's got that team that looks nice when you go to you know the uh, league feature and you pull up his team and you go to their projections. Almost everybody's projected for over thirty points per game. But he does not have a single guy here that is projected for over 40. So, I mean, if he hits it with all these guys, great. Um, It's really hard to do, I think. I know that Pat was also playing that role of getting into Madassi's head during the draft, which I'm sure he uh, loved. But I don't don't know. I, I don't know how much to trust this team. Yeah, I mean, immediately when I see um, Gorju Dang on the team, I know not to trust it. So I think that's just like high. That's 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 where I kind of end that conversation. Um, most expensive player on the team is Demar Derozan. Not a good sign, even though he's not a bad player, but he's a good like third or fourth best player. Um, but he he went for the roundabout team. Like it, it, it's it's very injury resistant and that could also translate to being COVID resistant. So we'll, we'll have to see. All right. Well, we're, let's jump over to uh Chickie and Pete's Pete Madassi's team. Pete went heavy. Uh, I should have actually mentioned him as a big four candidate. I did not do my math. Um, his big four went for 163 bucks. So Pete was another one of those people I should have mentioned in that tier one of building a big four behind Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell. Um, before you take the mic, uh, Obi Toppin for three bucks. I knew Pete was going to love that, having a Nick. Uh, and then Dennis Schroeder picked right there. I think many of us may have had our eyes on him just as like that intriguing Laker, you know, who's got the ball um, as some assists. But, uh, yeah, I think Pete did a nice job with the big four. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I have to say when I when I looked at it, um, comparing it to kind of my my numbers, um, Embiid and Booker, his two, his big two, um, I think he got great values on them. I think Booker maybe a little, just a tiny bit over overpriced by like a couple bucks. But Joel Embiid, I think he got a twenty dollar discount for forty six dollars. That guy could have gone for sixty plus. I I just think. You know, maybe his injury concerns if you if you have them, but he can put up the he can put up top numbers, and he's a dark horse for the MVP. So I don't know. I, I just I think um, he did a great job. So there. Bren, Bren, Beal, what was interesting um, about but, that as you said that? So Giannis and then Luca got nominated one two, KD got nominated third, and I felt like it cooled the market. KD went for forty four bucks. We'll get to Tully, and then Pete on pick four took Joel Embiid for $2 more than KD just went. That is great insight. I, I didn't even notice that like order, but now that thinking back on it, having the first two go for 70 plus and then KD go for what you said, 46, 44, uh, 44 for KD. I mean that really, I think that really cooled the market. And, and now that we're like taking this, this moment to really look at every team, I mean, going back to just Carl Anthony Towns for a second at 52, I think if he had, if maybe if KD 
didn't cool the market. I just don't see how Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns could have gone yeah, that low. I mean, it's really, that, really low. It, it hurt. It hurt the two teams that did go. The auctions, plus, the auction is, nominations definitely impacted. And I told myself going in because as soon as I saw Joel Embiid go for thirty dollars less three picks later, um. Because originally I was like Giannis 76, Luca immediately went for 75. I thought it was going to stay high for a minute, and then it just dropped. Yeah, that that's a huge drop off. Actually, I didn't quite realize it, but you know that that's something that we have to, you know, I guess prepare for, but you can't predict. And like especially if you buy the first two players, like you can't possibly know that it's going right. to drop off like that. But I think there's there's value to be had there, and that that's I guess why a lot of players, a lot of our team uh, members, like do wait so i think Embiid and booker great start beal and mitchell are his next two they're both shooting guards a little confusing there but one not not too big of a deal i think it's not as much having two players that say play the same position it's more so that you didn't get a player at a different position that's going to excel and then i think that's it's it's a it's a kind of fine line there but um I thought Mitchell was actually overpriced for at 34. I think he he didn't. I think he's kind of a big name, similar to Joel Maul Murray, that like big name that didn't bubble well hype. Off. Yeah, um, yeah, hype. He's a little hype. So I, I think 34 is a little high for him. Um, but you know, he he got a big four, and I I pretty much I like that strategy. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at his lineup, he just he took some chances on players that 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 definitely know how to play, right? These guys all ball. I think Kemba Walker's cool for five dollars because once he comes back he should be pretty pretty startable um and i don't know i think pete might might swing a trade i don't don't think he's been much of a trade guy in the past but he he could find someone um that would be willing to trade i think for maybe one of his shooting guards and then uh you know round out his team a little better yeah well done i mean pete uh pete was pretty active throughout the draft you know he didn't have really any big gaps uh he waited from 11 to 33 between booker and beal but by that point he already had him beating booker so he was feeling good yeah exactly right at that point you, you see what's going on what everyone else is doing because he, he that's already a good start that's 46 was 44 so 90 90 dollars on two just you know pretty pretty much stars and as we bank. both just said i mean uh Embiid, Embiid, he got on a deal he got he got him on a deal and um we'll see he i mean the big question mark and i think maybe he got him on a deal because a lot of people just are a little bit scared about the injuries with him but exactly yeah and i think people are more afraid of injuries this year than ever all right well let's jump on over to uh sully so the ginger ballers ginger ballers any redheads Um, on that team so he's rocking LeBron James for forty nine dollars. Then next most expensive. So he's he's actually a big four too. I, I guess he, I mean that must be a pretty common thing because forty nine, and then I guess thirty four, uh, thirty five, forty, and twenty seven. So I don't, what does that add up to? I don't know if you have your calculator in front of you, but LeBron, D'Angelo Russell, Kyrie, and Kawhi. He had he had forty nine dollars after his big four was assembled. 69 bucks actually. Oh, Sorry, 69 because I forgot about Aldridge. Wait, really? Because that is 30, 39. 31, 35, 42, 45, 47, 49. Yeah, outside of his big four, that's what he had left to play with. So he, he, I mean, he was able to spend, you know, six, five, four, seven on Adams, Bobby Covington, Bledsoe, Colin Sexton. So he built a big four, but he also had some money, you know, so he wasn't buying dollar guys. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the discount that he got, the, he, he actually got two discounts that I would say are similar level to um, the Joel Embiid discount is LeBron for 49. I, I know that sounds like reasonable um, discount. I mean, I guess I was, I was hesitant to draft LeBron because of his potentially like sitting out games, but um, you know, I, the guy, when, when he plays, he's the, he's the most competitive guy. He's healthy all the time. And when he plays, he, he's just amazing. Whether he's trying or not, he'll put up like 10 assists if he's not trying or 12 assists. And then if he is trying, he'll put up 30 points. Um, uh, Kyrie, you know, similar, like you got, I think an okay value. D'Angelo Russell, exactly how much I thought he would go for. And then Kawhi, 
I think Kawhi is someone that, you know, I personally like. I traded for him last year. Um, and that's just someone that you ride or die with, right? I, I don't know what your, what your thoughts are. Um, I have my eyes on Kawhi. The Drummond, I believe. Hold on. I wanted to see this real quick. So I picked Drummond 31st. I had my eye on Kawhi, but oh, Kawhi, Kawhi went 35th. So he wasn't up yet. So I had to make yeah. that split-second decision. But I had Kawhi yeah, yeah. valued um, even higher than that. You know, I thought that Sully did a nice job of building that big four. He's got some old, older guys, Aldridge um, and LeBron, at the forefront. But they're both like, yep. like you said, they're, despite the age, they're durable guys. Um, there's been a lot of talk about yeah. Aldridge possibly getting traded. Um, so, you know, you mix it up that way, it will be interesting. But Max always does a nice job, you know. There's nothing really – I'm sure all these guys are going to be perennial all-stars. Yeah. And I can't believe he got Draymond Green. I mean, Steven Adams was on his team for That's six right. bucks. Um, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, pretty, pretty much better than last year on that traffic. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, he, he just rounded it out. And I think at this point in our analysis, I'm just going to quickly say like, when I looked back um, at the teams, I thought that I liked Marone's and Sully's teams the best. Um, those are just, Teams that I thought I could I could have drafted. You never really know, right? We're all taking chances at some some level, but um, both Sully and, and uh, Maroon's team are teams that I would have been happy with if I had ended up with them. So, I mean, it, from there, it's like you said, he he had money to spend after those big four, and he got Aldridge. So you could even say a big five because I think Aldridge was the third best player on my team last year, and I made the playoffs. So like maybe he was the fourth best. I'm not sure exactly, but. Either way, he was up there, and, and you know, Sully's team's a little deeper. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how a few people play out, but I think even just if you start with his top, like, five, you throw Adams in there. I mean, um, six, that's Adams. Um, then, you know, he, he can play the waiver. Max Max has shown that he, he knows the, the players, and someone's going to break out or something from his bench. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think – I, I possibilities. Think All right, we got three left. Let's head over to – uh, Connor Ferguson. So Connor got two first round talents. Um, Jokic for 60. I still believe Westbrook is first round. He's going to be a top 12 player at the end of the year in terms of points. Uh, $51 for him. I thought he paid a little bit high for uh, Kelly Oubre. I know that there's a lot of hype around that Phoenix team and time will tell. Um, I thought, you know, Kelly Oubre for 16 versus Porter for 13. I don't actually know where they were drafted, so I don't even know if that was a possibility. Um, and then I think a lot of people had their eyes on Kobe White for $4. And I think, you know, um, Kobe White will be an exciting player. But obviously the headliners of his team, being Jokic and Westbrook, are going to put up points. Yeah. I mean, hey, Jokic and Westbrook are dream dream duo. Um, you left out Siakam, which I was surprising third third highest um, paid player on his team. And what do you pay for him? Uh, he he, thirty six. Okay. So I'm not I'm not a huge Siakam fan, but I would never say he's bad. And I think he he's very quality in our league. He's um, proven to be a good player. Uh, I I don't know about his ceiling, but I know that he he's he always puts up good numbers. Um, Ubre, I'm lower on, but I also have two of his teammates. So what about uh, what about Chris um, Porzingis? That oh. was my next one. So Porzingi face. Um, I I think, and this goes back to one thing we said, and, and I, I want to be a little consistent here because I haven't been too consistent throughout this whole pod. Um, Porzingis is someone that I wouldn't have even come close to drafting, and for fourteen dollars, I think you know, maybe a little overpriced because he he's injured not only right at this exact moment, but he's always injured and he's an ex Nick. So he's like probably trash in some way. And like he, I, I just, he could produce at a second, uh, second round level per game. Um, but he's just, I just don't think he's going to do that often. Yeah. I mean, he's going to sit, he's going to sit on the IR to start the year and he'll probably go back a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it's risky in this this season, too. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, he rounded out his team with a bunch of, I think, 
you know, players that have been on one or our, one of our teams like throughout the years, right? Like these are all guys that none of us would be upset having. Gallinari, um, Dylan Brooks is like definitely waiver wire fodder, but one buck. You know, PJ Washington, one buck is I think a steal. Aaron Baines, one buck, also a steal. Um, and then Denny Avdia, you know, get get one rookie in there as your last pick for one buck. Um, it's always interesting to me to look back and see who went for one dollar. There, there's at least one of them that like is a definite person you want to keep on your team like i'd be year. interested to go back and see that um i connor had uh Jokic and westbrook as we mentioned and that was one of the layouts of a team that i had centered around those two guys so we'll see how that pans out for him um siakam you mentioned i didn't really have my eyes on siakam but then again i had Giannis early as that power forward but uh yeah i'm yeah, I wonder. I wonder if Siakam is one of those guys that he hasn't been on the scene that long. I wonder. I really don't know, and this is maybe bad of me, but I don't know his fantasy game so well. I just know that when I watch him, he like you know he fits into the team. He looks good. He lo- he's like tall and strong, um, pretty smooth. But like when I when I think of him as a fantasy player, it just doesn't like I don't know how many points he puts up off the top of my head. I think he also has the Brooklyn Nets question mark that I think we're all curious about this year. Karis Levert how that's going to work out with him, KD, Kyrie. But for eight bucks, that could end up being a huge pick. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's all, like, who – one of the most interesting things that it's amazing we haven't talked about it so far, but is, like, what happens to Harden? Like, what – does he go for Laver? Then Laver becomes the, the stud shooting guard Harden version in Man, Houston? I don't know. Matt's going to have to deal with the, the Harden drama for a little bit. Yeah, I didn't want any part of that. At least expensive drama. I would have Discount drama? Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> let's head to Tom. Tom paid uh, – Tom got two guys, Zion for 34 this year, PG for 29 this year. At a, uh, about a $10 discount from last year, Zion went for 41 last year, PG went for 30, uh, 39. And then he rounded it out with Levine, Van Vliet, McCollum – I thought he had good uh, value on McCollum. I know he was bummed about LaMelo. Uh, he was trying to upbid a little bit there and got caught with him, but he could be a fine player. And then uh, he's got the exciting kids. He's got Tyler Harrow and R.J. Barrett. What would you think about him? Um, so he was one of the other teams. I, I think it might be the last team um, that we're going to talk about that I actually got to compare to some of my, my numbers. And um, I – First off, just looking at the the team itself, I thought it was like pretty good. Um, you know, I, I I think it's it's a pretty good team. Um, but then I compared it to my my numbers, and it it actually does really really poorly against what I predicted. So um, you know, we'll see. You know, I can't can't knock uh, Tom and how if he didn't do so poorly last year he would have the best record in the league by far. And that's one, that's just the last season um, with injuries. That means before last season, he was, he was the best player in the league. And so um, he might've just gotten some good discounts. Actually, you know what? Zion, I think Zion's the only deal that I had on here. Everyone else was basically over, over overpriced. Um, But Zion I had as, as a near $50 talent. Um, He, didn't even get an opportunity to really showcase himself last year. And I think he, like, why wouldn't he be as good as some guys who went for, for 50 when he could put up rebounds, points, assists, defensive stats. Um, they seem like they're going to play him 30 plus minutes this, this year. So I think um, it, it, it's a, it's a pretty quality team. I, I, I don't, I don't know where, how I feel about it up top though. I mean, besides Zion, I do like Paul George, but $41 is, steeper than I would have paid. I, I mean, did, but, you know, I think year. what's interesting about Tom's team is it reminds me of Fergie's team last year where he got these guys up top and he, he really took some flyers on some interesting big men. He has, like, Harold this year. Tom has uh, Harold. He also has Clint Capella, Miles Turner, and Thomas Bryant. Um, none of them are, like, you know, superstars by any – stretch right now but if he gets one or two of those guys to click and to get him to that 30 point big man um that's big and fergie sort of had something similar last year you know he he built he 
took some flyers with yeah. uh, DeAndre Jordan, Miles Turner, Willie Cauley Stein um, after securing up the the other positions. Yeah, I mean, a, a totally different way to look at this team is if Zion and Paul George, you know, do play up to their abilities, right, and put up big stats, then the surrounding cast is is deep. It's not like a four stud than with like a supporting cast. The supporting cast is better than the teams that have four studs. Um, but what what he would need, I think, is for Zion and, and PG to really um, play up to that top. 15 ability that they're that they're capable of yeah van vliet i think is uh point guard eligible too um yeah i mean van vliet levine like um i would look down like capella turner and bryant are all like above average replacement players like they're like above average backups or not backups but like um yeah i I like uh tom sort of spread it out you know throughout the draft he was active he didn't have a longer gap then 17 picks, and that was between uh, after he overpaid for Lamelo. I'm saying overpaid because that's what he thought. Um, and then he got yeah, Clint he, Capella he, 17 he picks that. later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know yeah. that it wasn't a, according to plan to pay nine bucks, and it would have been interesting for Tom to have that other nine and see how it shaped out. But at the end of the day, like he he has a solid squad, and Lamelo Lamelo is going to be an interesting player to watch. Yeah, I mean, and also just to to fin- like finish off at least my my like thoughts on his team is it, it's a reaction to his team last year. I would say like last year he got burnt on having um, from what I remember like Collins, Steph Curry, and maybe Embiid who all all got injured or suspended. So like I think he he spread right. out his talent. Well, this year I really messed this up because Duggan also has a big four. Um, it's it's sort of in that Reardon <laughs> tier. Uh, he paid 154. Mike paid 140 for his. Pete paid 163. So he's in between Pete and Mike. And uh, Duggan got himself some bona fide shooting guard, small forward, power forward. And I know that there's been a lot of talk about um, people needing that shooting guard and small forward. So between Katie and Jimmy, that's great. Vucevic, I mentioned earlier, um, hindsight knowing that. I could have gotten him for 33 and Drummond for 39. I might have swung with Vucevic. I thought he got good value there. And then DeAndre Fox, I would loop into that big four. Um, I think he's an exciting guy. I think he can put up over 40 a night if he's healthy, um, points that is. So overall, like, you know, Duggan came to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, team is total due, and he's really making some enemies this year, making fun of everyone in the league. But um, no, I mean, as, as far as his team goes, um, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I, I don't even have that much to add. Um, I think Durant was a great value, and I can't believe he ruined the whole draft uh, by going for 44 third. I did not realize that at the time. Um, and then, I don't know. I think Jimmy Butler for 41, you know, Kevin Durant is more than $3 better than him. So, but I don't think Jimmy Butler was even overpaid for Vucevic. I agree exactly with what you said, like on like really great discount. De'Aaron Fox overpaid, but only for what he like should have gone for. Not necessarily what he'll end up at. Uh, at least that, that's kind of my take. I think um, more than I would have spent on him, but that's why he got him. And um, I think his team, is really rounded out. Point guard, center, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. You, all covered would you buy into four. Blake Griffin? Um, I would buy into Blake Griffin for the right price. Um, I think he. Uh, I don't know. Has anyone watched like the, the preseason with him? Like he he's definitely definitely not Blake Griffin of what we remember. Um, he like almost went for a Mozgov dunk the other day, and he could not get over the guy and ended up like lay, laying the ball off. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty pretty sad to see. Um yeah, it was a, it was a little rough, but he um he he can pass and he can shoot threes. So, you know, I think he's a quality player still, but he's definitely not that guy. So, I think 8 bucks. I mean, I don't know how the draft went. If I needed a power forward, I would have I would have probably spent 8 bucks if I had the money, but not not necessarily um someone I was aiming for. No, I did, thought, did you feel differently? You know, 
Um, I didn't have Blake Griffin on my radar. I had Devontae Graham. I had Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and I had Evan Fournier. I mean, he, he got some late round guys that I did have on my list. I think, uh, obviously it comes back to the start of his draft, taking KD for 44. I'd love to ask him if he said to himself going in, I'm paying anything for KD or if he just saw that as value. I would love to know the answer to that because, you know, Pat is still a little bit of a, a mystery in this league. I think he he's even a mystery to himself, right? He's finding himself in this league where he fits in, like what his style is. Um, he's even talked openly, right, about like potentially like studying yeah. other people's yep. um, uh, habits and how they draft. I think Duran for 44, he very well could have told himself he was going to spend like 60 on Durant and got him for 44, which is, you know, how he ended up getting Blake and Devontae Graham. Um I'm, I'm rooting for Duncan. Without, without I think it's that, I so. think it's fun that he brings the uh, jest to the group chats. He is certainly putting a target on his back, um, and maybe sort of pulling it away from Matt a little bit. But uh, it's fun. So you have you actually start off this week against Madassi, and uh, that will be a matchup. I'm sure that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was I was set up to pretty much, like, screw him over real easy. But then he made two Matt picks, where now he has more games per week than I do. So, we'll see. Uh, oh, man. See All right, friend, out. that was fun. Thanks for doing it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll catch you soon.